coming up, talking with Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres to do a little series preview about how the D-backs have been a better second half team than the San Diego Padres, how confident should we be in the Padres rotation entering the postseason, and so much more on today's podcast. You are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked on Dimebacks podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day listening to the always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account or just look up Locked on Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast and of course, thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. As I mentioned, we're talking to Javier Reyes of Locked on Padres to do a little series preview between our two teams. So let's jump right into it. Ladies and gentlemen. Greetings and welcome to not just another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, but also the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. The the old jolly fellow currently speaking. My name is Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball related work at Just Baseball, which is a great website. You can check me out on Twitter at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Locked On Padres on YouTube at LO underscore Padres for the Twitter. I do lots of good postings, but also a good poster. I am being joined by the host of Locked On Diamax, who has been a frequent guest on my pod. And boy, do we have some some juicy content for you. Open wide. You know what I mean? Miller oh. Thomas at CreatorTops24. Sir, how are you? I'm doing good. Uh, the open wide comment. Interesting. Interesting. But we're doing good today, sir. <laughs> hey, man, I just think that it's it's the rare time, right, that the Diamondbacks that you're actually going to be kind of excited to talk about them. And that's what we're going to be doing on today's episode, talking about this upcoming series a little bit between the Padres and the Dimebacks. It is kind of timely, of course. You know, hopefully everybody enjoyed their Labor Day weekend. And I'm really excited for this series. And the reason why is because I've known Miller for a couple of years now. There has never been a time when he genuinely, he, he's done a bit before, Right. He's done it in the, the off season and whatnot, where he's like, I love this team. And and we've got Caleb Smith and all these guys. He had to like completely. I know you. You're just trying to drum up excitement when you don't necessarily buy fully into it as a team. But over the last week or so, the Diamondbacks have kind of been a little bit of like the hipster team of baseball, where like a lot of people are getting into them. They've got a lot of fun players. They've got my boy Christian Walker. Um, what is kind of the. The main vibe for Diamondbacks fans and who has been the big storyline, I guess, going on for the V-backs. Yeah, D-backs fans are feeling good right now because basically if you're like the Lindsey Crosby type where you just love prospects and look like mm-hmm. looking at like team futures, like the D-backs are your team right now because we're just loaded with young talent. It's the month of September. D-backs not really in the playoff race, you know, 10 games back. So they're just calling up their young guys right now. It's a 
big youth movement in Arizona. And right now, since the All-Star break, the D-backs are one of the best teams in baseball. I would have to look up their exact record. I wish I had it off the top of my head. But I know they have a better record than the your team, the San Diego Padres, in the second half of the season because the D-backs, they got like a plus 40 run differential. Their pitching staff um, from their rotation, Zach Gallon basically only gave a not basically. He only gave up three earned runs in the whole month of August. Has a, a, a streak of like 43 consecutive innings of not allowing an earned run. Merrill Kelly has been a beast too. You look at the bullpen. That's been a struggle this year. But from the lineup, the top down, I mean, we have so many young players that are just overperforming expectations coming to the season. Like Josh Rojas, who we acquired in that Zach Greinke trade. He's improved so much this year. Christian Walker is having a career season with the 30 plus bombs, like you mentioned. Just called up Corbin Carroll, the number three prospect, mm-hmm. all of baseball, according to MLB.com. We got Alec Thomas, who was a top prospect entering the season. We still got Dalton Varsha. Like they're just young talent up and down. Stone Garrett's on the major league roster now. He was one of the mm-hmm. minor league leaders at home runs. He's been a beast so far with the D backs or extra base hits. And the most underrated player in the lineup right now is a guy who not many baseball fans know is Jake McCarthy, who's been fantastic in this 70 game sample size this year around a 300 average around an 800 ops double digit steals he might push for a starting spot in the lineup next season he might push a guy like alec thomas out the lineup because his bat's been so good this year so for the d-backs you look at that lineup they've had so many guys overperform expectations this year it's a really long really young lineup and now you look at this d-backs team They've been high in the second half. They're still not quite in the postseason race, but you look at the wild card standings. They're the second team out right behind the Milwaukee Brewers, who we play for the fourth time in a four-game series today. Could potentially take three out of four from them. Then we play the San Diego Padres two more times this year and the Brewers one more time. Hey, it's a long shot. It's a miracle. But D-backs fans right now, we're holding on to the slimmest of margins that maybe you could still creep (laughs) back in the wild card race. We're holding out for a hero till the end of the night. Um, yeah, man, all that sounds great. I, I know that Corbin Carroll is a, a very fast lad. Um, that was really cool. Yeah. Seeing all of the speed stuff on him, all the little the sprint speed is the highest in three years or whatever the heck, right? Like, it's really exciting because, you know, the Diamondbacks were one of those teams that they had 2020 happen, right? Where they head into the season going, we were pretty good last year. You had the Marte Parte, as you love mm. calling it, right? And then you have Starling Marte on the team. And then it's a disaster, basically from the get-go, right? This is back when Slam Diego happens, all this stuff. And everyone's like, oh, man, they are really in trouble. Madison Bumgarner, he's cooked, right? And then things have flipped. They ha- they are a good example of a team that has shown you that baseball, while it is tough, you can flip it around. Um, it's possible. It's not easy, but you can flip it around to all of a sudden being like, well, you know, the, the Diamondbacks, the only issue with them right now is, you know, the Padres and, and Dodgers are still ahead of them. But, you know, who do you feel more better about going forward right now if you're a fan? Do you feel better about the Diamondbacks or the San Francisco Giants? I don't think people would have said or at least had the opinion that it was the Diamondbacks last year, right? Because it's Giants. They have Marco Luciano maybe in the in the farm system. They have Joey Bart, who people call Joey Fart now because a lot of the Giants prospects haven't panned out, which is, of course, a warning for everybody that gets excited. The Giants farm system was really high, and now it's blah, 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 And everybody's old. Brandon Belt can't stay in the lineup, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's been really fun. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed watching Zach Gallen pitch, um, and I've enjoyed – of course, Christian Walker, arguably the most underrated first baseman in baseball, considering that a lot of the underrated thing is just because his batting average isn't very high. And I know he's been raking lately. He's been hitting with runners in scoring position. Mm-hmm. I've been following because he's been on my fantasy team. Yeah. That has returned. So that's really nice. But the power, man, 
one of the more fun highlight real players in the league, I think. Just because, not that he's not good outside of it, but it's just so fun seeing the home runs. Like, he looks like he smokes every ball to the the Romulans' home planet. I mean, it's just nuts, right? Like, so the, the Diamondbacks, I mean, people can't tell. Big fan of what's going on over there because I'm also not threatened by them right now. Not yet. Oh not yet. yeah, not I'll be yet. more threatened not next year. I'll be threatened you know, more next year. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, we'll check back in, in three weeks. You know, you never know in three weeks what could happen. We might see you guys in the first round of the playoffs. But yeah, <laughs> Christian Walker. There's a reason we call him Christian. I mean, he was one of the league leaders from like 2018 and 2019, or maybe it was 2019, 2020, and like hard hit and like hard mm-hmm. contact percentage. So like all those advanced stats really liked him. So he's he had like a down year last year because of injuries and stuff like that. But he's been able to tap back into the power this season, which has been a really nice development for this D-backs team. And also, Javi, he's going to win the gold glove this year. If you look at pretty yeah. much any defensive metric on fan graphs for first baseman, he's literally like number one across the board. And most defensive first baseman on fan graphs are like negative or like have like negative defensive stats. He's like the only one of positive defensive stats among all first basemen on fan graphs. So he's going to win the gold glove. And I like your joint your Giants point about their future because I always felt like they were fool's gold, especially coming into this mm. season. Because they had that great year last year where they won 100 games. But did anyone think that was repeatable? I felt like we had to have regression to the mean because you had guys like Evan Longoria and the Johnny Cueto's have fantastic seasons and Cueto's still having a fantastic season with the White Sox, but I felt like they had so many just like old players just overperform expectations. And now heading into this season, a lot of those guys have regressed to the mean. Then the young players haven't panned out. Meanwhile, you look at this D-back team, a nice young squad. You don't really have too many old guys. Like Christian Walker is like the oldest player in this lineup at like 31 years old. And he's still arbitration eligible, which is yep. crazy. So, this D-back team, I think they're going to have one of the best lineups in baseball over the next two to three years because you got Corbin Carroll this season that got called up. Maybe Jordan Lawler has a cup of coffee next season, who was our last year's first-round pick. Then maybe two years from now, you got Drew Jones, who is the number two overall pick in this year's draft. Now, that's, of course, best-case scenario if all your prospects hit their ceiling, you know, what your team could be. But, you know, as a D-backs fan who doesn't really have – any way in terms of signing big time free agents because those guys never pan out. The Zach Rankies and the Madison Bumgarners, our trades never work out. Like we need the player development to hit. We need these prospects to hit because without that, this D back future is just pretty much riding on these prospects. I don't like putting all my eggs in the prospect basket. I'm the big anti prospect guy, but I think for this D backs team, you kind of have to. Yeah. I mean, because like you said, some of the signings haven't worked out like Madison Bumgarner, right? Uh, it just has not, you know, come to fruition for a winning uh, season necessarily for the D-backs. But what I do like is also me. What I like is that they have foundational pieces. They have your Walker and they signed Marte uh, recently. Ketel Marte, I should say. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that they're still showing a willingness that if someone comes around, I wouldn't be shocked if the Diamondbacks try and get a decent free agent in the offseason class. But that's just me. Although I will say Ketel Marte. I thought he was supposed to be, I don't know, good. Down here. He's having yeah. down here. He's having down here. Just you know, a down year. Just a down year. Okay. It's, it's totally cool. Season. But you it's know okay. what? People have down seasons. It's fine. You know what? The <laughs> Angels, you know, they might be selling their team. D-backs. A lot of outfielders. Maybe in the Otani market. I wouldn't no. be opposed. Oh. I wouldn't be opposed. I'm throwing it out oh. there. I discussed oh. on the pod. We got a lot of top prospects. Why okay. Not? Okay. 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 Yeah. Gallon, Kelly, and Otani in your rotation, then you add Otani in your lineup with the Carol and the Rojas and the Mark Day. Who knows? Who knows? It could be interesting. It could be interesting. <laughs> throwing it out there. Throwing it out there. We yeah, got to compete with teams there, like man. the Padres, you know? We can go out there again, Juan Soto. We got to compete out here. Yeah, I feel that, man. I feel that. We'll see how that all comes to fruition, guys. But I will tell you, 
I'm, I just slandered Quetzal Marte unjustly, but well, justly, but un- I mean, this unnecessarily. It, it wasn't necessary, right? But you know what? I can't slander Miller. Oh, you know what? Never has a down year. What? The built bars. I don't know, my friend. Okay, I didn't know what the battery was. Today. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right, everybody. If you haven't tried built bar puffs yet, though, specifically, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? Guess what? There's a new flavor. That's right. Covered in chocolate. They've got cookie dough now. Delicious, indulgent cookie dough. It's great, guys. Cookie dough chunk puffs are now available over at Built Bar. They're basically kind of like a little bit softer, lighter version of the Built Bars. Different tastes. I love them very much. Every time they've sent over a care package my way, I've enjoyed them very much too. All of their new flavors. Go check them out, guys. And like all Built Bars, of course, covered in 100% real chocolate. They're better for you. It's great. Put away the, the the super Snickers and whatnot. You know, they're only 160 calories and only a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Really good stuff. Good stuff, guys. Um, so if you want to go check that out, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 15% off your order. Remember, that is promo code LOCKEDON15. Miller, my man. Yeah. We got to keep it rolling, man. We got to keep it rolling. So the Diamondbacks, they're cool. They're cool. I I really appreciate them beating up, by the way. This isn't just like, oh, they scored a little five runs. They've had a good week. Some 13-run games was against the the Brewers or whoever. I forgot who the heck you guys played this week, but it was the Brewers. Yeah, Brewers this week. We also smacked the Phillies if you want to look at the couple of those scores. 13-7 uh-huh. and 12-3. to You did give it back by a 218 loss, but it's hey. still, it's really, really cool. <laughs> it's still cool. Yeah, I know. They've been scoring a lot, man, and that's really good. And you asked, uh, mentioned earlier about their second half record. They're 23-17 and 17 in the second half, which is definitely yeah. better than their 40-52 and 52 pace from the first <laughs> yeah. half. It just feels like, you know, at least there seems to be, there are a lot of teams in baseball where you look at them. Maybe not a lot, but there's a good amount of them where you're like, oh, my God, how do you get out of this? Right. Your Detroit Tigers, your Oakland A's, your uh, maybe even to a small degree, your Texas Rangers, your uh, Colorado Rockies, your uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, Cincinnati Reds, Chicago Cubs. There's there's all these like really bottom dollar teams. And I think it's fair to say that the Diamondbacks have vaulted ahead of that, at least that crop of group for the time being. Again, like you said, we don't know how it's going to pan out, but at least there's hope. And at least there's a semblance of a plan, right? And I I have to admit with the Padres, sometimes we're like, oh, oh man, are we sure that they, they know what they're doing? Or are they just trying to build this the way that you and I build our fantasy football teams, which is just go after a star. Boom, that's a star, shiny object. Go grab it, right? Go, go draft Josh, Josh Allen in the first round. Forget about depth, right? Who knows? That might be the case here. But I'm wondering, do you have any questions about my Padres? Basically? Heading into this, I'm sure, just heavyweight million people watching uh, matchup that we've got covered this week. Oh, yeah, it's heavyweight matchup. And I like the AJ Preller approach and the philosophy of being aggressive because I feel like if I was a GM, I would be like a Preller or Dave Dombrowski where I'm just like, blow up that farm system, baby, and go give me a start. <laughs> 
that's what baseball's about. We got to have stars. But for this Padres series, I mean, how are you feeling about your team at this time of the year? Because, you know, the second half is usually where the throats get a little tight of those Padres players. And so far in the second half, I mean, Josh Hader had, you know, finally a save in one of his most recent outings. I know he's been a struggle since coming over to San Diego. Like, do you feel like this team is where it needs to be in the second half of the season? Because I feel like there's still a lot of moving parts. Um, still a lot of question marks around this Padres team. I feel like there's still some inconsistencies with some players in their rotation and their lineup. And uh, just really, like, outside of, like, Manny Machado, like, I don't feel like I'm in love with this Padres lineup right now. Like, how do you feel about your team at this point? I feel pretty good, uh, honestly. Oh. I think that they've had a lot of really bad stuff. Don't get me wrong. The Josh Hader blow up. Uh, it was a trade that I liked, but I gave it a B at the time because I was worried for a variety of reasons, just so your listeners understand. I think that sometimes as analysts, we forget to look into the more simple things, which is forget about the talent, forget about the stats. You need to take in some esoteric uh, extenuant factors like why are the Brewers trading him, right? Okay. That was a little bit weird for me. Now, the Brewers are cheap and I hate them. I've been slandering them all season, right? They're a team that pretends to be competitive and then just just dips whenever you might have to spend an ounce of money. Like, I can't stand that team. But they don't often miss on trades. That's one thing about them. They miss on not signing people, right? Um, and you could even argue signing Christian Yelich has hurt them because he's, you know, declined really rapidly. But their trades, usually they know what they're doing. And with the Padres, they trade for Trent Grisham. That guy still isn't even hitting over 200. So... That was an issue. And the other thing I didn't like was, yeah, he'd been getting lit up a little bit close to the deadline. The rumors about Josh Hader becoming available were suspiciously close to the deadline. Your team, other teams, they've had guys that are, you know, we heard about Madison Bumgarner. Oh, can he be moved months ago, right? Months ago. Mm -hmm. We've heard about um, Andrew Benintendi, right, who's now on the I.L. for the Yankees. But he was a common name that everyone threw out there. David Robertson and... Even to a smaller degree, Juan Soto we even heard about before. You didn't really hear a lot about Josh Hader, especially for a team that was in first place. So he's been bad. Um, he's walking a lot of batters, not making anyone swing and miss, huge control issues. And even when he does locate the ball, I mean, he's getting hit up. So it's it's really concerning. It's at the level where the fact that he looks like a guy you need to designate for an assignment is definitely not what the Padres traded for. But with all of that said... There's still 22, or I'm sorry, where are they? Let me make sure I get this right. Mm. Yeah, there's still 22 and 18 in the second half of the season so far, which is good. Juan Soto has been exactly as advertised. There is nothing about Juan Soto that is the fault of this so far. One problem with the team was Josh Bell off to a really, really slow start for the Padres. Hit a ton of ground balls, which is why I made a joke about how he might have been Eric Cosmer in disguise. Oh. Um, that was a great tweet you had. Thank you. Thank you. One. Thank you. That one it's viral. my biggest one yet. <laughs> yeah, that's my biggest one. one yet. I'm constantly chasing the high yeah. of that tweet, by the way, just constantly going after it. But, you know, it was meant as a joke because, in fairness, Josh Bell has been pretty productive before as an offensive player. He's had a year where he hit 37 bombs. He was good last season. This wasn't Adam Frazier for the Padres last year, a guy that was an all-star, and it was the only time ever that he showed anything. The one who fits that. Um, parameter more is Brandon Drury, who has always been talked about, former Diamondback as well, um, is having a lot of talent. And this is the first year he's really put it together. He's been not the best for the Padres. I do like his versatility. That is great. I like that he could play first and he could play third sometimes. Heck, he could play shortstop and he could play in the outfield. So the versatility is nice. And I think he's an okay defender. 
Um, but he's he's been slow. He's been a little bit slow uh, for the Padres. Let me just pull up his numbers really quickly because I forgot, to be perfectly honest with you, what the heck this guy has been doing with the Padres. But before then, he hit 274, 335 with a 520 slugging, which might be a factor of playing for the Reds in that you know hitter-friendly ballpark with the Padres. Pretty, pretty bad, although he's had some big home runs for the team. 410 slugging, 220. Batting average, 260 on base. Not the best. Not the best, Miller. So he's had some nice home runs, but not doing a whole lot else. So he's been looking like a miss. But Josh Bell, let me be very clear. He's walking more. He's been a lot, lot better. But it's it's all that combined. I do think that the big problem with the Padres has obviously been the much-talked-about Tatis suspension, which killed a lot of the mojo. And I think A.J. Preller himself probably was livid because he was like, look, we went all in. Jury and Bell aren't on the books for next year. I still want Soto, but like, do the Padres maybe think about it a little bit? If they know for a fact they're not getting Tatis, maybe. It's possible that they're like, eh, let's go get Ian Happ and Andrew Benintendi instead, right? It's not impossible that if they knew Tatis wasn't going to be back, that maybe they hold up just a little bit on the trades. I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm an idiot. I don't know why I host this podcast. But uh, yeah, man, that's the basic vibe when it comes to the Padres lineup. And I think that they've had some annoying losses. But bottom line is once you make the postseason, I ain't scared of no Brewers. Give me a break. No. I'm not mm-hmm. scared of no. I'm actually scared of the Phillies. I think the Phillies are, could go on a run. They're, they're, they're the, the team where you can see either end happening, right? Like you could see them losing every game of the, of the wild card by a score of like seven to two. Or you can see that they just get hot. Because those bats are nuts, especially with Harper coming back. Braves are scary. Mets are scary. Dodgers are scary. Although they have history of blowing it, and then uh-huh. yeah, so I'm not I'm not terrified. So I yeah, make the playoffs. We'll see what happens though. Yeah, I mean most of those postseason teams are going to be pretty scary once you get to the NL playoffs. Like the Brew Crew, I don't even think they're making the postseason. They don't have to worry about them. But if you face the Phillies, the Braves, the Mets, the Dodgers, the Cardinals in the postseason, like those are all going to be pretty insane, tough matches. But I look at that Padres rotation, Javi. I mean, I got a guy named Don Manaya with an ERA north of five, been absolutely crushed by the Dodgers this season. And a guy like Blake Snell, terrible in the first half, 5-2 ERA, but in the second half, a 2.3 ERA. So what is your trust factor for both of those pitchers entering the postseason? Does a guy like Sean Manaya maybe turn into a long reliever out the bullpen once you get there? Do we really trust the second half resurgence of Blake Snell? Like, What's your trust in the rotation members after Darvish and Musgrove? I think that Darvish and Musgrove are obviously, they're just money. We love those Mm -hmm. guys. They're great. Musgrove had a little bit ever since the extension, but I think that was just because he genuinely was on fire to start the season. So he's having a very calm regression. That's how I'll call it. A calm regression to being a, a a guy that if he's your number two, you feel great. If he's your number three, you're like, oh my God, we're winning the World Series. If you're number one, you're like, eh, maybe a little bit better. But still, he's he's a great pitcher. I'm still excited about the contract. Not worry about him at all. And Darvish, he was bad last year. I know you, right? I know you probably made fun of him. A lot. You probably slandered him. You said, oh, he was just a sticky stuff merchant. Oh, for and sure. Fact, we crushed him in a couple of those starts. Yeah, yeah, they did. But now you look at him and I think that it's possible that what happened with Darvish last year was age, right? Maybe he just genuine, and maybe there was something with the sticky oh. stuff that he couldn't adapt immediately. But I think so what he- we're seeing is that 
good players can fix this. Even James Karinczak of the Cleveland Guardians. That guy got DFA'd. <laughs> That's how bad he was after the sticky stuff. And now he's back and he's killing it. So, you know, I think with Darvish, we've seen hopefully he holds up. Right. He was great the yeah. other night. He's been awesome. A vintage, vintage Dodgers performance. Um, nine strikeouts, no earned runs. I mean, it was it was awesome stuff. He's so much fun to watch when he's on fire. That guy I love for the playoffs. Clevenger, a little bit of a wild card, but he's still solid uh, at worst. He's still solid. So Snell just has to be OK. And I think that we've seen that strikeout stuff. While I would like him to last longer into games, especially given the sometimes uh, up and down bullpen of the San Diego Padres. I mm-hmm. still like the guy. Now comes Manaya. <laughs> Sean Manaya is I still stand by loving the trade when they made it. The reason why is because if Manaya is your four or five, you're in business. I do not like him as a one at all. Not at a two. Maybe depending on your first and t- first two guys, a three. But as a four or five, I was all for it. Entering a contract year. He'd been an innings eater. He was with Bob Melvin in Oakland. There was a lot to like. And I know that he his stats, you know, a lot of strikeouts, but he gets hit hard, right? That was his thing. Even with all his sinkers that he's throwing, he gets hit hard. But I didn't think it would get this bad. I think it's at the point where, I mean, and even Manaya himself came out the other day and was like, if it's better for the team, maybe maybe I shouldn't pitch. Hey, <laughs> like, to, to paraphrase that? just a little bit, just a paraphrase. Um, Admitting defeat. Yeah, like, hey, maybe he's a guy that needs to go to the bullpen. And maybe a guy like Nick Martinez is the guy that should be the fifth starter, a guy who's been – Not spectacular, but certainly reliable for what you're expecting out of him. So maybe it's possible that you just view it as a a combo, right? That the fifth starter for the Padres is Nick Martinez slash – what's that dude's name? I just said Sean Mania, right? So Mm -hmm. maybe that's what they have to do going forward. But based on what's happened, yeah. I mean in a playoff series, it's very unlikely that the Padres can go out there and trust Sean Mania. He's just getting killed by everybody. Fans, Don Orsillo, I love him. I love the man. But they were giving him some slander, uh, Luis Campizano, for catching him. I was like, have y'all not been watching him the entire second half? It doesn't matter if you or I are catching. It doesn't matter if if uh, Johnny Bench in his prime was catching. This guy will be terrible, right? That's just the kind of the shakeup of things. Hopefully he can figure it out. But, I mean, that's just the – that's what happens sometimes. Sometimes you miss on trades. Uh, and I think that that's unfortunate. But, nevertheless, I think that their rotation can hold up fine against most teams. And I think that some of those guys, your Clevengers, your Snells, we saw in the World Series. I think those guys could have that playoff legendary type of start. I really, really do. Um, just not Shamanaya. <laughs> I don't trust that guy right now. Uh, but hopefully he can uh, at least figure it out for regular season purposes. Yeah. Look at Manaya's numbers like throughout his career now. Like if you put in this mm-hmm. season, like they're actually like not as good as you might think. Like it's a lot of mm-hmm. seasons like north of four is like career already is like four oh nine. So maybe he's not as good as we thought when the Padres acquired him. And I thought it was funny your point about you Darvish of uh, being bad last year because you said last year maybe it was age. Did he get younger this season, Javi? I'm confused about how age works. Did he get younger in his age 35? I'm sorry. No, you're right. You caught me. You caught me. You you, you caught me. All right. You caught me. What I meant more was maybe it wasn't the sticky stuff, but maybe it was age actually that impacted him last year. 
Uh, and just because of that, you have to fi- see, hey, he was pitching otherworldly. And because of his age, maybe he was like, damn, I got to figure out how to pitch without this stuff already. Like, this is kind of tough. Then he worked it over in the offseason. It clearly has been better. That's my thing for next year. <laughs> could be a problem. But he is also you Darvish and you mm-hmm. Darvish rules. And he's so much fun to watch. 3000 strikeouts. He recently reached for his major professional career. Not all of them in the major leagues. I don't mm-hmm. care. Still counts to a degree. Um, in terms of just an incredible pitcher. And I think that a tinkerer that he is, he'll find a way, right? Strikeout rates down, but he lasts longer into games. And I think that that's what matters if you're not giving up a ton of runs. So. Yeah, and I wonder if the Padres want to put the same workload on him next season because he is getting older. Like, he's going to be age 36 next year. And it feels like you Darvish has been in the league. It feels like you Darvish came in the league at, like, age 28, but also feels like he's been in the league for, like, 15 years. That was, yeah. like, a weird uh, mm-hmm. paradox right there. But, yeah, for this Padres team, I mean, we'll see what they do to the postseason. I mean, I think most of those NL teams are, like, pretty much on the same level. Like, I look at all those wildcard teams. Um, I probably have the Braves a little bit higher than, like, the Phillies or Padres. But, like, I don't know. If you told me the Padres took down yeah. the Phillies in the series and then took down the Cardinals in the series mm-hmm. after that. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, now, if you told me the Padres end up in the World Series, uh, you know what? I might, I might be a little taken aback by that, Steve. Okay. You know, I might, be, okay. I might be a little shocked by that. But okay. other than that, mm-hmm. Padres, we'll see, um, making the postseason. But you know what? The D-backs, mm-hmm. we're still right there. We're still right there. <laughs> we still got to see you a couple more times in the Brewers and the Dodgers. So we, you never know. We might get back in the race. And if the D-backs can make it, you know, Within five games of the wild card, we'll consider that a successful season by D-backs fans. I will say I wish that the Padres had a little bit of an X factor for an unproven. Can this guy come up and be great? You know, they had that with Mackenzie Gore. You were hoping that CJ Abrams could do that, but they traded those guys. Um, I think that Hassan Kim is the most underrated player on the team currently. Great defense and has developed to be an average major league at bat. So I'd be looking at that and just to let just to kind of encompass uh, how bad Sean Manaya has been in August throughout his career. He just gets gassed. Uh, and maybe that's his thing. ERA in August by year since he debuted in the league. 2016, 3.97. Oh, that's not that bad, right? 2017, 9.17. 2018, 4.26. 2019, he didn't qualify. 2020, 5.06. And 2021, 9.9. I'm sensing it here. I'm sensing a trend here, man. I don't know. I don't know, Jim. I don't know, man. Um, So hopefully he can pick things up. But yeah, man, I just look, I know that it gets thrown around a lot, but the Atlanta Braves from last year really are a great example. The Nationals from a few years ago are a good example of teams that, you know, aren't necessarily receiving the most hype, but you could just go on a run. Even the Red Sox to a small degree last year, they're a wild card team and they just hit the crap out of the ball. Will it last forever? I don't know, but stranger things have happened. And bottom line is this Padres are just not used to playoffs. So by itself, making the playoffs is just awesome. Uh, And it's going to be awesome for them. And hopefully, right, Dodgers fans love talking smack. But if we face them again, guess what? This time, hopefully, uh, our top two starters aren't going to be hurt. And then you guys can act like you just beat us straight up. You didn't. You got lucky again. Congratulations on the 2020 World Series, the Mickey Mouse win, as some people call it. I just think it's telling. I think it's telling. Ah, 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 ah. All right, I'm going to stop trolling. The Dodgers okay. are, are still a great team, and I think that they'll be probably in the World Series, but we'll see. And I was going to say, for Padres X-Factors, why not the most average all-star of all time being the X-Factor and Jay Cronenworth, the two-time all-star? Better watch it, man. 
He should don't be, be the disrespectful. One don't be disrespectful, Mr. Miller. Don't don't you dare. Uh, that being said, you're kind of right. As a batter, <laughs> he's been his slugging is down this year. Um, yeah. And every time it looks like he's starting to heat up, he has not done that. Right. So that's been really frustrating. He's basically been our Cattell Marte this year. Wow. OK. OK. That's right. Sir. Oh, All yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that right, sir. There. That was a good job there. OK. <laughs> yeah, thank you. All thank right. you. Um, Miller, that about does it for our first of two episodes this mm-hmm. week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. For the next episode, I promise you, you're going to enjoy it. It's fantasy football season, right? And no, no, no. That doesn't mean we're talking about the the Arizona Cardinals or we're talking about the, the formerly San Diego Chargers. No, 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 not like that. We're doing a draft. That's right. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's episode, Miller and I drafting former Padres and Diamondbacks that are no longer on the team and were sent away via trade since the beginning of the AJ Preller era, which is 2014 around then it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be drafting each other's players and mocking essentially both of our GMs for losing some big time talent. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun, but everybody you can follow me on Twitter at Javapeno, J A V I I P E N O Millard at creator Thomas 24. Of course, locked on Diamondbacks on Twitter. Everybody follow the everythings and until next time, Stay safe and, of course, stay faithful, my Friar Faithful homies and D-backs homies. Take care. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Thank you to everyone for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, check out the ultimate pro football preview 2022 and eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked on Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling himself of Locked on Bets, all combining into one ultimate nfl preview search for ultimate pro football preview 2022 on your odyssey app youtube or wherever you get your podcasts and as always come back tomorrow for more dimebacks news coverage and insight we should be doing our pod with Sully baseball mondays with millard on tuesday so check that out and as always stay safe stay healthy deuces